Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. Nice little treat for you on this particular one. Something I've been trying to put together is speaking to some crew and people involved in the in the music sort of behind the scenes business. Um, I've been trying to do this via Skype and, and phone calls and what have you with mixed results. This one that's going up now is with my friend Raw or Rawden who's a merch guy we did this via skype so the quality's a bit up and down in places i'm still learning how to do this thing if i can do it via skype and phone calls and what have you i mean i can speak to a lot of these people a lot of these people are very busy on the road what have you doing bits and pieces so the best way to sort of talk to these people is via uh the you know the, the majesty of technology and trying to use that so we i use skype and it's kind of working i'm sure other others are available um so use this for now uh, to see how this works. It's a bit up and down, but I'm getting better with that. See what you think. Um, it's a nice little chat, only like sort of 10, 15 minutes, probably I think 20 at best. Uh, nice little chat with Guy, because he's very, very busy. Just some interesting little insight, insights into what goes on in, in, in the merch game side of things and how, how that works in case you've ever wondered and been, been interested. Uh, Roden's a fabulous individual, really, uh, really great guy. Um, uh, so like some little interesting insights into what exactly goes on there. Maybe people think that it's just as simple as putting a load of t-shirts on a table and selling them. And it's just not. There's a bit more to it than that, as, as we'll see. Uh, thanks for listening. I've had some extremely nice messages. That's some very nice messages regarding the Randy Rhodes piece that I did from people who don't know me. For people who are not friends, uh, these have no no interest, no skin in the game, and giving me props. These were just people from the internet, from all over the world, who sent me really nice messages about the Randy Rhodes feature, saying that they could tell that I was saying from the heart, and they could tell that I meant what I was talking about. And that I was inc- incredibly informed, which was nice because I, I don't think I am. But it, I, it, it was I, I meant the Randy Rhodes p- feature very most sincerely about that. I met, really met. I, I absolutely adored Randy's playing, and it was nice to get people from all over the world who were saying really nice things. And um, so that was that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, music kind of crosses those boundaries of like language and division and, and all that type of thing. And, and that's one of the beautiful things about it. So that was very nice. And I, I urge you to check out the Randy Rhodes one as well. I'm going to start doing some more of these where to talk to people on the road now because I'm figuring out a way to do it basically but uh, in the meantime feel free to check out thespokenmetalshow.com and take, check out obviously Facebook, Twitter, uh, and all the social media outlets. That I'm, I'm trying to get out for this as well. If you like it, uh, share it, uh, comment on it, suggest it to people as well. If you find it amusing, if it passes your day, uh, if you hate it and you, you're like, what the fuck, I'm sure I can do much better than Dick Cooper. Well, go out and do your podcast as well. You know, I'm appearing on several podcasts soon um, that people have asked me to go on, mainly because it sounds like I'm, I'm an opinionated fuck, like, but yeah, that's okay too. That's okay too. So without further ado, um, I'm I'm going to uh, go to this conversation. I'll try and make it as smooth as I can, i.e. not very smooth at all, when I speak to Rawdon uh, about merch. I'm with Rawdon, and we met whilst we were uh, he was working with Skid Row, doing the merch for him, and uh, Rawdon is, uh, is a merch guy, a merchandiser, a merch monkey, whatever you call him. He also has his own uh, t-shirt fitting and merchandise business, as well as being a musician himself. Um so I thought it would be really interesting to talk to someone from that angle. I've spoke to um, uh, drum techs and things like that, and it's just nice to kind of get a window into that world. Um, the way I always start is I always start by um, how you found music. What was your first things that you found music? What was the first things you interested you in music? Where did it begin for you? Uh, it kind of began... Sort of really when I was 13 years old, uh, that's when I first started picking up the bass guitar. 
Um, my dad was the one that kind of influenced me into getting into music. Uh, he was like a drummer and uh, played with like all sorts of different bands. And then like, yeah, went to blues gigs with him. And yeah, just like that kind of uh, spurred on getting into music really. Um, from there, kind of played in different bands and then like decided to sort of um, get into like doing my college degree basically. So I ended up going to Bim Brighton and studied there for three years. Uh, from there, kind of, yeah, ended up, um, yeah, after I graduated, I kind of needed uh, some work, so I kind of went into bar work because it was flexibility, and I could uh, play in bands um, from there. Uh, from that, I kind of, like, ended up um, going back and forth to London um, from Brighton uh, to play in a band. Um, but while I was doing that, I was working at a bar, um, and I ended up having a lock-in. Uh, with a guy called Rob Thomas and he kind of asked me you know what do you want to do do you want to do bar work like you know continuously yeah. or you know playing, playing your bands so on and so forth and I kind of just said to him I really wanted to just do music 24-7 yeah. um, and you know whatever I could do um, so yeah yeah kind of from there it, it kind of so you you, there, really. you you play bass right yeah that's yeah, yeah and that's in a, what, what's the band called uh, it's called Tennyson T-E-N-Y-S-O-N uh, And what style What style of music is that? Is that... Uh, it's kind of like Alternative rock yeah. uh, Kind of Yeah hard rock uh, With sort of like A 90s Seattle vibe You know Kind of like Soundgarden the sure. Kind of in there as well. Sure So like Rob comes along And says you know Hey you know You want to do something You know else You want to do something With music orientated And stuff like that And then Was that kind of Did you do stuff With the band Or was that when you started Working with bands uh, essentially, that was kind of like I was, you know, in the bar in the bar job, um, and then like had this lock in and kind of told me about this, and he kind of said, "Oh, I knew a guy that is uh, a TM, a tour manager." Sure. And so he said, like, when I next meet him, I'll try and put your name forward for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from that, uh, I ended up getting like an interview. Uh, right. Funny enough, at a Skid Row gig. Um, <laughs> sure. It was uh, yeah, London Underworld, uh, end of 2014. And I uh, went up to that and just had my interview over a merchandise desk. Uh, what's the show? And, you know, got asked a load of questions. Um, from there, that's, that's, like... that's very rock and roll, isn't it? To have yeah. your interview over a merchandise desk. That's a really, yeah. that's a cool way to get interviewed. Yeah, yeah. So then you, they basically said, uh, he said he, well, what type of questions did you get asked about? Like, you know, what was the type of things that they were looking for when they were like, we're going to look for a merch guy? It was kind of just like general, like, you know, sociability, uh, you're good with figures, yeah. uh, accounting. Um, do you mind, like, you know, going away for, like, weeks on end, you know, sometimes even months? Um, and just, yeah, do you, you know, do you love the music as well? Um, yeah. Which I think love things like that. Just, yeah, just general questions, really. Sure. Um, sociability was a big one, really. Right. You're able to get along with people that you've never met before. Really, that's in, that's incredibly time. important, isn't it? Especially if you're going to be on like a tour bus, say, or long periods of time spending with a small group of people. It's incredibly important to be able to get on with them and and uh, just as human beings. Never mind the job itself. Just actually the day to day. Hello, you know, getting on with people. You know. Yeah, massively, massively. So, so what was the? Uh, what was the first? What was the first merch job you had then? With the first time you actually did it? 
So from that like Skid Row gig, I ended up going away and I actually, I didn't hear anything for about four or five months and I kind of thought I might have like, you know, messed it up might somewhat. Blown, yeah. um, but then just out of the blue, it just came out and I just got a phone call and I got asked if I could just sort of get up to Glasgow as quickly as possible yeah. um, to do, do this merch gig. Sure. Um, so I kind of just, you know, I wanted to do it. So I dropped everything I had and I traveled to Bristol and took a flight up to Glasgow. Um, and then I went in and it was literally like 40 minutes before doors. And I just had to like count as much as I could and like set up as quickly sure. as I could. Um, and that was with a band called Vintage Trouble. Um, they were like, yeah, the first band I worked for. Uh, and they're great guys as well. Um, but yeah, from there, yeah, sold. And yeah, I kind of, I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just essentially the ball started rolling from there. Mm. It was kind of like, you know, one gig here, and then, uh, you know, like a, a month later, it was like two more gigs, and then it just like escalated from there. And yeah. There, and, then, um, and then before I knew it, it was kind of like two weeks on the road, and then like six weeks, and then just, yeah, more Keeps and more. Keeps going there. and going and going. So for, the, for those people that don't, like people may think they understand what a, a merch guy does. They, they, under, they see a guy with the t-shirts and he's selling the bits and pieces. And, but that's really just a tiny, tiny part of what goes on, isn't it? In terms of the setting up and what the expectations are, because you have to set up before, pretty much the same time the band does, sometimes a little bit before. You have to be ready to go before the, the door opens. And afterwards, obviously, as everybody's leaving, you have to be you have to serve every last person to the end you know so what what actually goes on there so what your, talk me through for example your day what your day will be like so you what time you get up what time you get out and to, uh, what time you set up and what you actually do uh generally like in the morning uh if we get like um we're able to enter the venue then i'd get up and then uh basically shower and uh you know use the facilities and so on and so forth have a cup of tea yeah. Um, but then, yeah, once loading happens, uh, it's basically open the trailer, unload it, get everything in the building. Um, generally, I kind of help with some of the stage setup if I can. And then I yeah, go go to the merch desk and I would generally count everything in, make sure everything's there, start setting up my table, um, essentially make everything look and displayed like as best as I could possibly do. Um, just basically make it aesthetically pleasing on the eye when people come in. But then there's also like aspects you have to think about or like you know where do the people come in and where they leave um, yeah, the placements of things yeah 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 it's kind of like the, the kfc kind of thing you know with sure. colonel uh, kfc guy you know his policy was that if he were to go in and see the products and when they leave they see the products as well so i yeah. can't tie that Rick, Rick Cra- without dropping too many names but Wick crane told me exactly the same story when i did i did my that is probably that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so it's so a lot of it's the placement of it because you're going to a new place you've never seen before you've got to pick the ideal spot for people to buy things from you as a shop if you will like and sometimes that's not immediately obvious is it sometimes that isn't in the actual room where the gigs happening as well yeah so that could be that must be challenging as well to every venue if you haven't been before to quickly assess it and go okay we're doing this yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sometimes it could be in the venue. Sometimes it's uh, yeah outside the venue. Mm. I've had like balconies as well, and just like yeah, um, 
yeah, all sorts of different spaces. Sometimes you get like a large amount of space to use, which is always great. Yeah. Sometimes you have like the smallest, and you just got to make use of the space you have. And there's also an element as well with working with uh, support and working with other bands about how much space everybody takes up. You've all got to get on, but you've all got to show your wares, so to speak, as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yes, yeah, I suppose as well. You know, working as a team as well. But then obviously, you know, if you're working with the headline band, it's they're an important part of it. So. So we're dealing as well now with in an age where um, there's contactless payments. There's it's not just t-shirts anymore. It's it's everything. It's not just CDs and t-shirts anymore. You have wristbands and all kinds of various things. I think that when I was at the show, they had a, a Skid Row had a skull, and I think all the band had signed that. And you would raffle that off as well. Is these ideas that the band come up with, or do you, are you kind of charged with doing stuff as well? Do you have to go? Okay, how can we? You know, how can we get do this, and how can we do that? Are you? you kind of part of that in any way uh yeah i mean yeah in some cases it does come to that you kind mm. of do have to think off, your, off the top of your head on ideas to create money for the, for the bands you yeah. know it is a massive income for bands um but yeah it's, yeah t-shirt cds the rock and roll miscellaneous stuff mm. um i remember a raging speedhorn gig i ended up uh getting the band to sign a banana and i ended up <laughs> selling that um <laughs> sure. yeah but it's the, because what what people what people maybe still don't understand and it's the truest thing of all is that um, this merchandise is pretty much how bands pay for the, the is make money from tours. Yeah, that is, this is the, yeah, the biggest way. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly important part of uh, of the of the business. When you're dealing with um, amounts of things and things like that, people don't realise you have boxes and boxes of t-shirts, don't you? You have like the, the most of the. At least half of the under of a tour bus is filled with boxes of, of merch, isn't it? And then it's, it's it's kind of like you have to kind of also pull that out every day and kind of take what you think you need as well. I was always told that a, a really bad merch guy uh, brought everything out and a good merch guy only brought out the bits and pieces that he thought would be needed for the show and that way they wouldn't be like constantly checking each box and constantly checking everything it must be insane to keep your eye on in the inventory of stuff especially with so many different designs and sizes and what have you it must be like a big stock room all the time you just have to keep track of well yeah i mean uh, massively kind of essentially with the trailer you would have um all your all your stock at the the back of the trailer and then the stuff that you're going to use at the front um i think i got that way right um but like um yeah you keep on top of your numbers and understanding the sale the ticket sales for that venue and then uh whatever you kind of judge what is going to be correct yeah uh, you kind of yeah top up what you need it yeah that's interesting that you say take uh, uh, you know assigning how much you think based on how many tickets you've sold and the cap of the venue and stuff that's interesting because that's probably some people just simply wouldn't think that they wouldn't they would just go okay i'll get three boxes out that i need for whatever but you, there's actually a more of a science and a business to it yeah yeah that's interesting yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. so that kind of that ties in with yourself you have a merchandising business uh, a t-shirt a printing business is that the right way of explaining it Essentially, I work for a, I work for a company called sure. Time Bomb. And okay. Within that is a t-shirt printing um, facilities in that. Um, so yeah, I'm the, the t-shirt printing sure. Uh, manager there. Sure. And, uh, which which yeah. came first, the doing the merch or doing the thing with Time Bomb? Which came first? Uh, it was actually, yeah, doing the merchandise first, and then yeah, a couple of years later, I ended up getting the the t-shirt printing job. Sure. So it kind of tied in perfectly. Really. It's interesting. It, what what I find most interesting about the the tour in life is how. 
if you are particularly good at something but more importantly if you're a particularly good guy the work seems to come pretty pretty often and so you sounds like you've been really really busy which is nice yeah yeah definitely um yeah once that ball started rolling it just mm. yeah it kind of it, it goes avalanches it's yeah it's pretty pretty crazy so one of the things that you, you mentioned before as well which was quite interesting to me was the um about the i mean the average show days what sort of 10 hours long 12 hours long potentially about that sort of thing from getting off the bus to get on about that to, to longer than the average working day one would one would say but then you you have obviously days off and you have enormous amount of traveling i talked to a lot of 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 musicians and a lot of crew that um that, that will always say head and shoulders that that's the hardest part of the business is the you know is the the work ethic the many hours uh very little days off and the traveling as well how do you find it uh i mean like i love being on the road and i enjoy it and mm -hmm. i enjoy being part of a team and like you know working together um yeah kind of like a little family on the road really but mm -hmm. uh yeah long hours are really difficult sometimes uh lack of sleep massively really to be honest that's that's a long that's definitely one um and then, yeah, being away from family and stuff like that's quite difficult. Uh, I do love my job, so yeah. <laughs> you kind of have, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to love that, and you have to love the music as well. I think. I think that's incredibly important too when you're there, yeah, when you decide you to go out there. Passionate about it. That's it. Yeah. So for your own band, do you design the the t-shirts and the things for that for your own band as well? Uh, yeah, I do. Like, um, I generally, you know, I've come up with, you know, a fair few t-shirt designs for the band. Yeah. Um, it's all kind of a bit under the wraps at the moment because yeah. we're literally just about to release the album itself. Um, it's going to be hopefully released in the next couple of months, um, like 13 tracks we've recorded over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're just building up with, like, you know, various exclusive t-shirt designs and things like that and, you know, all sorts of merchandise for it, so to back it up with it. So Yeah. So it must help us. It must Friday. help being in the field as well, going, okay, we're going to do a range of merchandise. Here's what we need, uh, hats, whatever it may be. It must really help being out with without seeing that in the field and going, I'll tell you what sells and I'll tell you what works. This works and that works. That must really help. It is massively eye-opening, mm. um, yeah, to be out on the road uh, with these other bands that I've worked for. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to do it. But, sure. like, um, yeah, it just does open my eyes to see it on that other side of it, you know. Yeah. So um, are you starting to look and see about kind of improving your skills? So you're looking to kind of, I think we talked about the show, about helping out elsewhere and stuff. Like, would is things like tour management, is things like uh, Tekken of some kind, are they of interest to you? Have any of those kind of opportunities arose? Uh, I have had, yeah, opportunities arise in the past. Sure. Um, I ended up doing, uh, for Vince's Trouble, we went away for five weeks in Europe, and I ended up doing the drum teching, uh, the merchandise, wow. and the in monsters as well. Wow, that's a, that's a lot that in, uh, to, to take on, isn't it? it is, just the drum teching alone is, is, is an enormous job, isn't it? How did you find that with doing the merch as well? That must have been quite challenging. It was, yeah, very challenging. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at that point, I kind of just wanted to jump and take mm. any opportunity I, ca I could, basically. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I learned a lot on that on that run, uh, mm. definitely. Um, uh, yeah, and also, yeah, you kind of... Any job that kind of comes by, I kind of, you know, jump on it and take it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, on an aspect of uh, moving forward, I'd, yeah, I'd like to kind of progress towards maybe, like, TMing at some point in time. Sure. Um, but I kind of I don't want to rush into too, too yeah. Too wait till wait till the right time the right timing for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So now, um, where, have you got some time off now? You're out again after this, or you got a little bit of time to yourself? Uh, 
At the moment, I'm, yeah, I'm back uh, printing T-shirts. Um, sure. I do that for about a month, and then I go away again with Skid Row. Uh, that's the European leg of the run. Sure. Um, so that would be, I think, it's about four or five weeks on, on the road. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, uh, then June, July, I'm kind of back at home, and then I think possibly maybe Vincent's Trouble and Skid sure. Row again. At you the got a, the festival sort of, festival run will happen then as well, like, so that's enormously busy, hopefully. Yeah. Possible, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing as well, because yeah. you meet so many people on the road, that the, you know, if you get on with people, uh, job opportunities can arise. Sure. So, um, yeah, I did have someone kind of speak to me on the last run I was that, you know, he might have some work available oh, good. between the lives. So. Yeah, yeah. It's very much one of the things that people who are not involved in the business just don't realise how social it is, how much it is. You, you will talk to one person, they'll recommend you to someone else. It's, there's, there's almost a politics to it. There's, there's an enormous amount of that now, yeah. And if you're, if you're a good person, it tends to be you work quite a lot, especially if you're really good at your job as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely strong believer of like working hard mm -hmm. and yeah, just being a general. Is that the, is that the thing you would suggest maybe then to people who were like, I, I would mind trying to merge. It's something I think I could do. I'm really involved in it. Maybe they're artistic or they design their own bits and pieces. Is that the thing? Is to just work hard and be ready for that kind of opportunity. If it means you're traveling up to Glasgow, if it means you're going to here to do that, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, at that point in my life. Then I was actually a barista. I was working working as a, in a coffee shop. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I literally, I just, I jumped for the opportunity. I took a risk and jumped for it. Yeah. Uh, went up there and did that. And then a few months later, I got asked to go out to Zurich for an ACDC show. Um, I jumped for it, went for it, flew out there. And then when I came back, they, they let me have the time off of that. Um, but then a couple of weeks later, got asked to do Glastonbury Festival and British Hyde Park, and right. they wouldn't let me have the time off. And so you honest, made the I call. Kind of, yeah? I, yeah, I made the call and said, yeah, sorry, wow. but this is what we'll do. And I took the risk, you know. Sure. You know, I literally only had, a, you know, it was only a couple of gigs, so I didn't know what was going to happen after mm. that. So, uh, yeah, I called it a day with that yeah. and took the chance. Wow. And then, yeah, then, yeah, just... And you haven't looked back. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. One of the things I, I'll, I'll wrap up a little bit now. It's a really nice talk to you. It's really nice to get an insight into some of the, the, the way people do things and certain aspects of the business. Really interesting. But um, one of the things I like to end on is um, the favourite gig you've ever been to and the favourite gig you've ever been part of, That including being a merch guy. So the favourite gig you've ever been to ever which is a massive question i i guess but yeah, uh rude. yeah you yeah, narrow it down to maybe three if you want but yeah the best gig you, you you've been to and the best gig you've actually worked or worked at maybe um i think i think off the top of my head best gig i've been <laughs> to uh i don't know probably I, I think it was just like the most recent gig i went to recently was pretty good it was just like uh, i went and saw highly suspect at the o2 forum sure. uh, in london yeah and i thought they were a fantastic band like musically they're you know they're great and sure. um yes yeah, my, my style of music and I, yeah i loved it it was just yeah, an incredible gig uh just for their stage show and everything about it was awesome. so complete yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but with regards to the best show I've been involved with, mm -hmm. it'd probably be the ACDC one, to be honest. That's uh, pretty big yeah. right there, yeah. Yeah, it was a big gig, that one. And, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah, awesome. I mean, like, and there, there are bands I listened to when I was younger, like sure. Highway to Hell, it's that album that sure. I loved. Um, 
so yeah to be a part of that was just yeah it was an experience fantastic listen i'm 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 pretty much done so that's kind of well uh, i'll stop the recording now and then what have you but th thanks anyway for what i know you're really busy it's really nice to get to talk to people this will be up fairly soon once it hopefully the, if the recording's half decent i'm sure we'll get some good recording out of there um no doubt i'll see you on the road my friend and um, if you see toad before i do um i've already wished him congratulations but please wish him congratulations for us mate um but yeah i'll i'll let you go thanks for that i really appreciate that robin thank you See you again now. Pleasure, mate. No, no problems. Pleasure, mate. Bye bye now. Bye. Thanks again there to Rawdon. Um, nice little chat there. Just a sort of small sort of chat there. That was quite interesting. Some some nice things there. Uh, we're definitely worth taking on board if you ever want to become someone involved in merch or anybody involved in the, the behind the scenes of, of things. So I'm going to start doing some more of these as and when I can and some more of the normal show as well. See if you can change it up, try and keep it interesting as best I can. Thanks for everybody for listening so far. Thanks for all the nice things you're saying, sharing and commenting and liking and all that other good stuff. Thanks for that, guys, and I'll see you again.